Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're recapping week six in the NFL, including those teams out in New York, New York. Balling there, continuing to win. There's some surprises. Some teams still continuing to struggle, like Green Bay, Tampa. We're going to get into it. All that and more coming up. Let's go. But welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Let's get into those scores from Sunday. The Falcons shocked the Niners by winning 28-14 by Marcus Mariota's two passing TDs, and they also ran one in. That was, to me, was one of the biggest shockers as both teams now are 3-3. Three and three. The Patriots beat the Browns 38-15. Zappy, who is this guy playing quarterback for New England? 309 passing yards and two touchdowns. The Jets shocked the Packers 27-10. Wow, I mean, they're improving the 4-2. Green Bay 3-3 three three now. Brees Hall's been a big surprise. And that rookie is 116 rushing yards and a touchdown on this one as they defeat the Pack in Lambeau. Jaguars lose to the Colts by a final of 34-27. Matt Ryan led the comeback with 389 passing yards and three TDs to pull the Colts ahead of the Jags. The Vikings go down to Miami and defeat them 24-16. Uh, Skyler Thompson, the third-string quarterback, who's the rookie, undrafted, started for him, but he exited the game with a thumb injury. Tell you, Bridgewater took over. Didn't really go well for Miami. No, Bengals defeat the Saints 30-26. Joe Burrow, 300 passing yards and three TDs. The Ravens lose another double-digit lead in the second half. They fall to the Giants 24-20 on a big key Lamar Jackson interception late again in that game. The Steelers defeat the Bucks by a final 20-18. Kenny Pickett did leave this game with a concussion. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky took over, led him to a TD drive, and the Pittsburgh beats Tom Brady and the Bucks. And Tom Brady was pretty pissed. Voicing his opinion, especially to the offensive line, on the sidelines. The Rams defeat the Panthers 24-10. And Stafford gets back on track. 253 pass yards and a touchdown. The Panthers are this in so disarray. They had P.J. Walker starting as the quarterback in this one because Baker Mayfield's out. Sam Darnold's still on the IR. And Carolina fired their head coach. We'll get into a lot about the Panthers here in a sec. But, man, is they fall to 1-5. And they are probably the worst team in the league. The Seahawks defeat the Cardinals 19-9. Despite Kyler Murphy having 222 passing yards and 100 yards rushing for the Cardinals, they fall in 2-4. Seahawks improve to 3-3. Bills defeat the Chiefs in Kansas City by a final 24-20. Diggs, 148 receiving yards and a touchdown. Mahomes still at 338 passing yards and two TDs. Bills are now 5-1 as the Chiefs fall to 4-2. Big Sunday night football showdown for the NFC East teams. Philly stays undefeated. They defeat the Cowboys by a final 26-17. Cooper Rush, three interceptions. Maybe it is time officially to welcome Dak Prescott back to being quarterback. The Eagles are now 6-0. Cowboys are 4-2. 
So there were some interesting moments in this takeaways from yesterday's games. And I mentioned the Falcons beating the Niners. Did not expect that. But let's talk about some New York teams and how they're doing on the season. Because the Jets may have been the biggest shocker of them all yesterday. When they knocked off the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau pretty handily. So... The New York Jets. Zach Wilson comes back from his injury. He's 3-0 so far this year. The Jets are 4-2. They defeat the Steelers, Dolphins, and Packers on this three-game win streak. Um, so, Zach Wilson's been playing pretty well. Brees Hall has really come along in this offense the last couple of games. He has 391 rushing yards on the year and now up to over... 5.1 yards a carry. So he's been good in the receiving game. We saw him in the Miami game get really involved with that. He was again involved yesterday. He has 218 yards on the on the year now and a touchdown um, in the receiving. And I really like the rookie Garrett Wilson. He hit 290 receiving yards, two TDs. So you think about this offense, we always thought it was there. Get Zach Wilson help. Yes, he's lost two left tackles, you know, in the beginning of the preseason. But this is a team they... Got Elijah Moore. They got Garrett Wilson. They brought in Brees Hall and Michael Carter to go out to the backfield and back-to-back back dri- back drafts. So this New York Jets team has been rising. Even though it's kind of curious to know Elijah Moore is in the news now because he's frustrated about not getting the ball. That man had no targets the other day. Elijah Moore is pretty damn good of a receiver. He ain't getting looked at. He uh, threw a bomb. I think Zach Wilson threw a bomb with him in the second quarter. And he missed it, but got broken up or whatever. But, um, yeah, he's a little frustrated. But, hey, the Jets are winning football games. They're 4-2. and two. Did I expect that? Especially when Joe Flacco was trying to hold it down. Here's where two of the losses came from. Two out of three. They're really struggling. Especially on defense. And, um, hey, look at their schedule coming up. At Denver, Pats, Bills, then at Pats. So they're going to see more divisional in three of the next four games. And that Denver game is a road game. So, But they've been winning on the road. They've won in Pittsburgh and won in Green Bay. What makes you think they can't win in Denver? So this Jets team is something to really look at. Um, in the corner... Sauce Gardner is locking it down over there. Kind of like how Rivas Island didn't, you know, Darrell Rivas, how he did when he was a Jet. They've definitely, I feel like, hit on the majority of their draft picks the last two years. So kudos to the Jets. Their draft picks seem to be working out. And it's not something we wanted to think about. But let's talk about this other New York team, who to me, this one was more shocking because they're the New York football giants. They're 5-1 and one on the year. The Jets, I could say they were putting the pieces around on it. It was a matter of Zach Wilson kind of being living up to the hype and being the good, what they want to be in the franchise quarterback for them. But Giants, Daniel Jones, they thought he was going to be the franchise quarterback. He's played okay. This year, but how are they winning? 
when you look at the stats, when you watch them, it's like, how? I don't understand. I can't pinpoint an answer. How are they winning games? Maybe because a little somebody's back. Saquon Barkley is a monster. He's in beast mode. Once again, like he was when he first came out, he's battled injuries last couple of years. Missed a lot of games. He looks healthy, fresh, and he's balling. 616 rushing yards on the year. Four TDs. He's averaging over 102 rushing yards a game. Putting his team on his back. But it's not sleeping on that defense. That defense has been pretty good, too. They're a little rough in the defending the run. But their pass defense is eighth in the NFL. 194 yards a game. So the Giants can defend the pass pretty well, um, too. And I guess this is in part to why they're 5-1. and one, But look who they won against. Let's not get carried away. The Titans. The Panthers. The Bears. I mean, the Ravens, who keep blowing leads. For the third, what was that? The third straight week they blew a lead like this? Third time this year, I know that. Blowing four quarter leads like it's nothing. And they beat the Packers in London. Which the Packers just lost to the Jets. So the Packers can't beat either New York team. But um, this is something to really look at in their upcoming schedule at Jacksonville, at Seattle. Uh, who they got, the Texans, and then the Lions. So their schedule still looks pretty favorable. <laughs> what is with the NFC East? There's, they have nobody on their schedule. I look at Philly, I'm like, geez, they may lose maybe two, three games. Giants here? I mean, they could literally win all those games probably. Wait, those teams are strong, especially Jacksonville. Texans, you never know what team's going to show up. Detroit, you never know what side you're going to get. Shootout or, you know, low-scoring game or be shut out like they were <laughs> before the bye. Um, so I can't come up with the answer to how the Giants win. A little bit of luck. Luck with the schedule, I guess. But these New York teams, which one do I like better? I like the Jets better, as painful as it is for me to say. Because they actually have some really damn good talent on both sides of the ball, and they're young. Not to say the Giants don't either, but I feel like the Jets and more could be more for real as the season progresses than the Giants. For this next topic, I really want to get into this NFL team, Carolina Panthers. What's going on in Carolina? This is a team I thought had some promise like a couple years ago. And then the last two years, it was just been bad. They fired their head coach, Matt Rule. Yesterday, they had, um, what's his name, Robbie Anderson out there getting kicked out by the interim coach, Steve Wilkes, during the middle of the game. Got kicked out. 
And now he's been traded to Arizona for nothing, basically. Late round pick. So let's look at this. It's been turmoil. This is bad for this organization. This is bad look. Um, I think Robbie Anderson was a pretty good player. I don't know. Oh, decent player. This is a decent player. And he just had it with this. What's going on? Poor. I hope DJ Moore can get out of there. Hopes maybe Christian McCaffrey can get out of there too. Hopefully those other trades can happen for Carolina because they don't got anybody. Their season's over. But Matt Rule was fired last week. He was eleven and twenty seven in three seasons. He was one and four this season with them. This guy had signed a seventy year deal in two thousand twenty. For $62 million. Somebody who had never coached in the NFL yet. He was out of Baylor. He was coaching the Baylor football team. The owner had faith in him. That didn't work out too well. They also fired the defense coordinator um, as well. And I believe an assist, another assistant too. So they let some guys go. One in 11 in the last 12 games. But... um. Well, one in twelve now. One in twelve now because they lost the game yesterday. But the owner David Tepman, Tepin, um, basically came on and said he wants to win here, build a culture of winning and whatnot. But giving a head coach a seven-year deal, usually coaches get five-year deals. Maybe that was a mistake then. That dude's a millionaire, going to be sitting on the couch, not even coaching. He's going to be winning. But anyways, um, what's next for Carolina? What really is next? Do you start trading them? Like I mentioned, Chris McCaffrey, DJ Moore. This to get some draft compensation. They actually got some young talent on the defensive side of the ball, too. Like, I like Brian Burns. I like Derrick Brown. Uh, who else they got? Corner, um, J.C. Horn. Burns and Brown play a line defense and end defensive tackle. Um, I really like those picks in the recent drafts. Um, so they got some young talent there on defense. Hopefully that's hopefully you hold on to that. I um, mean, you trade maybe with Chris McCaffrey because he's running back on the I think he's getting like twelve and then thirteen million in the next two years on his deal. That's what he has left on his contract, anyways. Um. DJ Moore is going to be due for money. So maybe try and move those guys and get some draft compensation. Because um, Christian McCaffrey, especially Christian McCaffrey, he's at, he's at the end of running back life. So we're going to have to move on from at least him. Maybe a contender takes him like a Buffalo. Add it to, you know, Josh Allen. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> that'd be a little scary to actually have a decent running back. Because, Singletary and Zach Moss really aren't answers. They're in Buffalo, though. Um, so that's a possibility. Um, that's really, I think, that's what route they should go in. Because this is this bad. This is bad. And for Robbie Anderson getting kicked out in the middle of a game, I mean, I don't blame the guy. The guy's been frustrated all year. Looks like one of the island boys, too, when he takes his helmet off. Maybe that's not such a good look to have. But at least he's out of there. 
when you have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, I think that's one of the main reasons why Matt Rule failed. But this is a quarterback situation. They had too damn many starting. Bringing Teddy Bridgewater, that didn't work. Brian Sam Darnold, that didn't work. Bringing in Baker Mayfield now, that hasn't worked. P.J. Walker's back again, but they tried a second stint with Cam Newton. You know, that didn't work. So, Matt Rule was never the answer, but damn, when you miss on quarterbacks, and they're not producing for you, that is a problem. Speaking of problems... How about those NFL refs? Have they been a little atrocious this year at times or what? At least this week, we didn't have any crazy roughing the passer calls where we're like, what in the world is this? Why are we throwing flags? Why are we backing it up? Saying it is when it's not. So this week, we didn't have any phantom calls. Phantom roughing the passer calls. You know, I didn't see any anyways. At least I didn't hear any outroar like last week. But the state of the NFL referee right now is still pretty bad. I was at the game yesterday in Miami. Now I'm a big Miami Dolphin fan, so I'm down in the game. Yes, we lost. I'm pissed that we lost. But man, was there some bad calls going against us yesterday. I mean, there was a point where we had five flags in a row. On a drive, every completion is flag. Completion flag. Bring it back. Holding. Or whatever. But at least there wasn't any, there wasn't anything like really bad like the roughing and passer calls in recent weeks. And the NFL refs, they really need to like to stop listening to whoever is giving them the authority to make these calls like this. Because if you miss a call by that much that is, yes, you should not be an NFL referee. Human eye can tell. If you can't definitively tell something, don't make the bad call. I'm going to throw the flag down. I mean, NFL refs suck. Let's be honest. But some of them are pretty good. Do we get bad calls every once in a while? Yes. Do we get a few bad calls a game again? I guess go either way, yeah. Especially those tight pass interference calls, illegal contact, holding. It could ruin a game. Especially that Chris Jones one that happened last week. That one was so atrocious. Defensive tackle for Kansas City basically led himself to the side, stripped the ball, Prevented himself from falling heavily on Derek Carr. And they still called personal foul. That was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Next to the pass interference call that happened against, who was it, the uh, Saints in the Rams game in the NFC Championship. That's how bad that call was. But um, I didn't see too much overall in watching some of the highlights of the game this week. It seemed like I know the memo went through. They had um, Troy Vincent, you know, the former Eagle. He's the vice president of football um, for the uh, Players Association. So he came out and said, the NFL is standing by. They're happy with their, you know, decision. They're happy with the ref decision that made the call in that time. They don't want to, you know, basically admit that, A, 
That's not a penalty. They're standing by with what happened, standing by their guy. That's what the NFL does. But NFL refs suck. <laughs> we all hate them. Especially if you're a fan of your team, there's a flag down. Even if it's obvious, like, hey, that was pass interference. Hey, that was offsides. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you grab the face mask and pull it down. Okay. You still don't want that flag. <laughs> and that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me on Sports Talk from the Crew with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember to check us out on social media, on Feel the Heat Entertainment, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That's Feel the Heat ENT. Also, check out the official website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. We stream the podcast there too, as well as I post sports articles, and you can check out the stores as well. Thank you all for joining me again. Peace out. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.